Welcome back to Cold America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host. I've missed you guys. I promise. It's uh, it's been a minute since I've since I've done a show. Uh, we did the the pre bowl pick'em, and then uh, Christmas break. I was actually sick. Didn't get to go on Christmas vacation with my family down to Disney. So to everyone in Orlando, sorry that. You didn't get to see me and stuff. I apologize. But I'm better now. I'm healthy. <laughs> All the way good. Taking COVID tests. I'm fine. I'm going to go through some of these uh, bowl games real quick and just look at it. You know, what what we had. Uh, some of the games that I found. Yeah, I mean, let's just get through them here. Uh, and I'm going in no particular order. Um, Clemson beat Iowa State in the underachievers bowl. Both those teams were looked at preseason as possible playoff teams. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, 10 and 3, 10 and 3 for Clemson. And they didn't look good at 10 and 3 at any point. But they still ended up 10 and 3, you know. So that's how soft the ACC really is. Speaking of which, South Carolina whips North Carolina. Uh, carrying the SEC flag, if you will. Um, you saw some of the others. Uh, Utah uh, fall into Ohio State. That was a great game to watch just the other day in the Rose Bowl. Uh, Utah was a dark horse team that I had as possibly a playoff team because I thought they'd win the Pac-12, thought they might be able to get in. Yeah, uh, oh, well, 10-4. and four. For them, uh, at the end of it, eleven and two for Ohio State and a Rose Bowl victory. They'll see that as as a success, even if it doesn't feel like it, because they finally lost to Michigan and didn't win the Big Ten. Um, but had they have won that game and made the playoffs, like Georgia probably would have done the same thing, if not worse to them. I don't know. It's matchups. It's matchups. But nah, I don't know. I don't think they matched up well with them. Um. Yeah, Georgia just flat out annihilates Michigan. 34-11 to 11 was the final. They easily handled that game. And that's that's one of those. And, of course, we're going to come back on, you know, another show before the national title game to pick that. But this game, look, Michigan didn't have the depth to play with Georgia. They didn't have the size to play with Georgia. Georgia big-boyed them all night long and did whatever they wanted. And that big tight end, number 19, Oh, that freshman. He's a handful. He's a handful, buddy. Matchup nightmare. But uh and having the first touchdown, I know me and uh Mr. Oliver Rizel were very happy about that because it was plus seven fifty if you took him to score the first touchdown of that game. And I know a couple that did. <laughs> uh, Missouri, come on, that was a joke. That was terrible. You lost to Army. We just watched Army get throttled by Navy, you know, and uh, the week after the uh, the championship weekend, and 24-22. I, I'm really disappointed in Eli Drinkwitch and his team. I thought they'd be better this year. I'm going to need to see improvement from them next season, or I'm putting him firmly on the hot seat even though I don't know why Missouri would ever have high expectations. Notre Dame and Oklahoma State. 
Oklahoma State wins it 37-35. Kudos to George, my man. Saw him yesterday. Forgot to even bring this up. Notre Dame has now played in more, has played in more New Year's Six and playoff games than anybody without a win. They, they're over. So there's that. UCF played Florida. Um, UCF beat Florida. First time they ever beat Florida. And so it's a big win for them. The Gus bus was rolling. Florida's in shambles. Uh, that makes seven straight games that Florida has not covered the spread. So if you took them, that seems a bit silly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is what it is. The uh, I'm sure UCF at 9-4 try and claim some sort of national title. That's what they do. They're weird. Um, speaking of Orlando, weird. Uh Arkansas and Penn State, Arkansas. I mean, look, what Sam Pittman's done there, this turnaround, 9-4, that's awesome. That's awesome what he's done. This is a great season for them. And, you know, can he build on it? Can he go to the next step? Can he go to the next level uh, is, is the question. And then let me tell you, in the SEC West, that is a team that, what was their big win, Auburn? Yeah, seven and six. Yeah, not not overly impressed with them. Kentucky taking down Iowa. That's a ten and four Iowa team. They're ranked number fifteen. You know, so it's a good win for Kentucky, and to have their focus here during basketball season. Congrats to them. Ten and three for Kentucky on the season. That's good stuff. Uh, definitely. You got uh, the Houston, speaking of Auburn, Houston, 12-2. Go Cougars. Yeah, a little kitty cat fight. They pawed at each other for a little while, the Cougars and Tigers in Birmingham. Oh, the announcers of that game, if you were watching it. What a beautiful city here in the beautiful city of Birmingham. I don't know what part of Birmingham he was in, but beautiful city is not normally how I would describe it. Uh, uh, Dana Hogersfield, Houston's coach, was definitely not impressed. He talked about how they were, he goes, well, we heard all about their restaurants and their, their great food and everything. He goes, well, I guess we were here at the wrong time. And, you know, Christmas, December 23rd, 24th, they were all closed. You know, and really there wasn't anything for them to do. But focus on winning the football game and beat the Auburn Tigers. Six and seven. Auburn fans are really excited right now because there's about four guys that have announced they are coming back for next season and they're leaders on the team and they're, you know, they're coming back and it's going to make things good. Is it? Is it? If you went six and seven and lost the Birmingham Bowl to Houston, and I know Houston's a good team. Look, you don't go 12 and two and be a slouch. But come on, it's Houston. You know who's never lost to Houston? That would be Alabama. Um, the measuring stick, but just saying, um, would you be happy about those guys coming back? Leaders of your team. All right. I guess you, you assume you can coach them up right there. You don't know about disappointments. You don't know about teams that I really thought were going to come to play in the bowl game. A team that I thought, you know what? They're going to want this one. Their coach is going to want this one. And that's what bowl games are about. Who's motivated? Who wants it? 
Mississippi State and Texas Tech. Texas Tech, Mike Leach's whole job, where they did him wrong, and I thought I thought Will Rogers and Miss State would come to play, and they didn't at all. Thirty-four to seven, T Tech, drug them on the ESPN Pick'em, the Bowmania Challenge. Ninety-two percent of the people picked Mississippi State to win that game, and I agreed with them. And I hope that everybody else has learned what we learned. Never trust mistake. It is a mistake to trust mistake. Always. Oklahoma beat Oregon. That was a, a bit of a fun game for a while. Uh, ooh la la Marshall was, was actually a, a good game. Ooh la la handling that one pretty easy, 36-21. But it was a fun game for a while early on. Um, scrolling through here. Another one that I missed that I thought this team would stand up. I thought this team would, would come with their big offense and they were going to do something. And they weren't going to let some crap Big Ten team like Purdue come out with a W. And that was Tennessee. Did Tennessee get robbed? Absolutely Tennessee got robbed. It was a touchdown. It was. Come on. We saw it. Everybody saw it. But why were you in that situation? What are you doing in overtime with Purdue to begin with? Handle your business during the four quarters, and you don't have to worry about a crap call in overtime stealing a game from you. I understand you being mad. That game was a 50-50 pick on ESPN. 50-50. Not for me. I was big on Tennessee. I can tell you who wasn't. Shane Cook. Shane Cook, he's a... Uh, he, he's not leading. Brad, Brad's leading the Bowmania Challenge right now. But Shane's up there because he's got some lucky crap like Purdue. I'm just throwing that out there for you, Shane. Another team I was disappointed in their performance, Coach Prime in Jackson State. I can't believe that y'all let 7-5 and five South Carolina State handle y'all the way they did. They didn't look motivated. Jackson State didn't look good. They didn't like they enjoyed that bowl game. Uh, another one that I missed here badly, Baylor and Ole Miss. Yeah, I had Ole Miss. And you know why I had Ole Miss? Because Matt Corral came back to play in it. Because Matt Corral said, I'm here for my teammates. And I was like, you know what? If he's going to play, they're going to be motivated. That, that tells me that team's motivated. I like the lane train. I'm on board. Let's roll with it. And then he got hurt. And that opened up a whole can of players should players opt out because players that opted out have been being bashed on social media the entire bowl playoffs everything players sat out i personally i'm going to jump on this real quick it should be on an individual basis as to whether or not i criticize them okay but we don't know how injured a player is all season you don't know who's playing hurt you don't know what injuries they are because this is college football, not the NFL. They do not have to list a weekly injury report. They don't have to give that out in college. They do in the NFL. In college, they don't. So you don't know. You don't know that there's guys out there playing with a torn ACL. And yes, that happens. 
uh, uh, just off the top of my head, Josh Chapman, his senior year here, or his last year here at Bama, uh, he played the entire thing and through the playoffs with it. You know, that happens. Players play through injuries. Well, if you're not in the playoffs, why not go ahead and have surgery or rehab or whatever you need to do to get healthy, get ready for spring ball, get ready for the you know combines, you know, the next level, if you will, if you're headed that way. But if you're perfectly healthy, like Matt Corral was, I also think that where you're going to be drafted, what your draft stock is, should be factored into that decision. You know, your first, second round pick, look, my, uh, my parents, they, they work every day, you know. They, and, and you're talking about NFL first, second round. You're talking about generational life-changing money. To sit out one game, is it college is, is to prepare you to go on and have a better life for you and your family. You're guaranteed to be there now. Now you're Matt Corral sitting there with an injury. Is he still going to get drafted? Yes. Is he still going to go to the NFL? Yes. But will he go as high? Probably not. Now he's got to earn it in the league. He's got to get into that right system, and he's got to do you know, a lot more because that guaranteed money up front, that big money that comes in that first-round money, maybe not going to be there. I don't know. We'll see what the experts in the NFL all think. Here's another upset. Shane, I know you got right. I got wrong. Lane, Illinois, my bad. I was a five-star lock. I was huge on Brigham Young University. That's how stupid I am. Mm. Look, I like Bill Clark. I've said this a million times. I think that what he's done at UAB is amazing. I can't believe he's still there and that somebody hasn't come out and poached him. 9-4 and four, UAB. You want to you hear the ESPN? 4%. 4% picked UAB. Shane, you're one of the 4%. Out of all the picks that were made, 4%. That's it. Everybody else, and I was huge on Brigham Young. I was big on them. I was watching that offense just rolling along, and they lose 31 to 28. BYU, you Mormon. This is Dale Murphy striking back at me. That was Dale, Dale taking this game. That is what that is. This is Steve Young. Not you, Jim McMahon. You're not actually Mormon. You just went to school there. This is Bryce Harper hitting up, I don't know, walk-off Grand Slam while I happened to be in Philadelphia since Clay's listening. That was an awesome trip, but thanks, buddy. Um, you know, there was another playoff game. I mentioned the Georgia one, but there was another one. I don't know if you all got to see it, but uh, the University of Alabama, uh, up-and-coming uh, football team, they, uh, they played uh, this uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. And let me tell you, Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati can play. Luke Fickle, yeah, they got a good team. They really do. They were thirteen and one. You know now, that's 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 fun. Cincinnati don't have the depth to play with Alabama. Cincinnati doesn't have the size, the speed. They don't have the stars. In the past four years, Alabama has signed eighty-five 
either four-star or five-star recruits. In that same time span, four years, guess what? Guess how many Cincinnati has? Five. The Jimmys and Joes are better than the X's and O's. And Alabama went the complete opposite of what they did in the SEC championship game when we were throwing it deep to Jameson Williams and we were dancing in the, in the secondary and we lined up and we ran it down their throat. And Brian Robinson just went off. And you know what they could do about it? Nothing. Nothing at all. They managed two field goals. Now, that's not saying they didn't move the ball. Mm. I feel like the biggest play of the game was their first drive. They were driving down. They got into our red zone, and Nick Saban took a timeout. And Nick Saban walked over in that huddle, and he spoke to him. And we got to stop, and we held them to that field goal. If they get a touchdown there on that drive, on that opening drive, and you give the underdog belief that they're in that game, then they are. Momentum's a crazy thing. And I felt like that stop right there stopped them. It was done. And then they, yeah, they came out in the second half. They did some okay things. They were able to get some stops against us. Yeah, but 27-6, to six, the Crimson Tide rolls. Who saw that coming? Who saw that coming? I got to be honest. I am pleasantly surprised. Not in that game. Not that game. For this season. Because before the season, I'm looking at everything Alabama's lost over the past few years. I mean, we've gone through it a hundred times. I think everybody knows it. But the four first-round draft picks over two seasons never happened before. You got three quarterbacks taken in the first two rounds. Yeah, I counted Jalen Hurts in that. You know, that are all starting in the NFL. We haven't even got into the O-line or the running backs with Najee Harrison them being gone or the, any of the defensive players that are gone. And it's like how this team, this is, if ever there should be a rebuilding year, it's this year. I mean, you lost coordinators again. You got, you know, Bill O'Brien in now and stuff. And you got, oh, it's such a turnover that there's no way this team should, wait, hold on. This is Alabama, 13-1, and one, playing for another national title. What is it, since 2009? This is the ninth time we played in the national title game? <laughs> That's stupid. That's ridiculous. That's all spoiled. We're ridiculously spoiled. This is insane. I'm not even calling it the college football playoff anymore. It is now. It will now be known as the Nick Saban Invitational Tournament. Cincinnati, by the way, you won't be invited again. You're not coming back to my playoffs. You know why? Not because your team didn't deserve to be there. Y'all did. You did deserve to be in the playoffs. Not because I didn't feel like y'all could match up with the big boys. Because you know what? If y'all had to play Michigan, you had a chance to win a playoff game. Believe that. Believe that. I thought y'all were dirty. I thought you were a chippy, dirty team. I think that ripping a man's face mask off, by the, you know, literally grabbing his face mask and ripping his helmet off, and it's 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct. Oh, but targeting's a game ejection? We need to look at some of these rules, buddy, because that's not an ejection. 
He literally grabbed a man's face mask. Jameson Williams grabbed his face mask and ripped his helmet off. 15 yards. If you do it again, if you do it again, you're ejected. Oh, okay. Mm. It's the softest yellow card I've ever heard of. But whatever. Um, I was disappointed a lot of games got canceled. The SMU, Virginia, Boston College, UC Carolina, Washington State, Miami, which, you know, give Washington State credit, they did turn around and play a game. Um, Memphis, Hawaii, I was looking forward to Memphis uh, going out there and getting trucked by Hawaii. Um, Central Michigan, Boise, and UCLA, NC State, and I didn't even mention A&M opting out of theirs and letting Rutgers go take their place. Anyway. So there's, there's some bowl games and, and what happened and where we were at with it. Alabama-Georgia coming up on Monday night, national title. You still got LSU-K-State uh, this week. Uh, they tried to hide their bowl game because they're like, who's going to watch this if it's in the middle of bowl week? Nobody? All right, well, let's push it back, play it then. People will be excited for some football. And I got to tell you, the hate from around the country at how mad they are that it's going to be another Georgia-Alabama, another two SEC teams. I love it. I love how mad they are. I love that the Big Ten hates it and the Pac-12 and everybody else in the country. You know who's not saying much? The Big 12, because they're big dogs. They're coming to join our conference. Oklahoma and Texas. Vanderbilt, don't feel bad about missing a bowl game, buddy. It's okay. Texas is coming soon. They'll be right there with you. Ooh, ooh, does that sting, Texas? Let's be honest. You can't get bowl eligible playing in the Big 12. You might want to rethink coming over here, big dog. Mm. The coaching turnover that has happened in this conference is fun. You've seen it. Brian Kelly and his fake southern accent down there in LSU and Tigerland. LSU is a talent. Louisiana is a talent-rich state. All right, Alabama just keeps going in there and taking all your best players. Um, <coughs> A&M's doing the same also, by the way. They're just on the other side of you, picking you apart. Mm. Brian Kelly ain't going to change that. There's enough talent that you're always going to be around an eight-win team. But that's about it. Excuse me. My drink is almost empty. Yeah. That is some delicious Dr. Pepper. 23 flavors of deliciousness. They're still not sponsoring the show, but they still should be. Anyway, um, I'm going to buy Chick-fil-A today. Yeah, got my uh, got my nuggets. Also, got me a little Dr. Pepper. Even though I have Dr. Pepper here. I just currently can't reach the gun from where I'm standing. And so, uh, by, by gun, I mean the soda gun. I hope that y'all understand that. I'm not actually drinking out of a uh, <laughs> a nine millimeter or anything, but you know what? I'm gonna flip the page now. I'm gonna flip the page, and we're gonna look over at some NFL standings. I want to go through some of these of where we are right now. All right. Now this is, just, you know, we still got another week in the season. So things can change, but I'm gonna go through these and give you my take on some NFL stuff. All right. So here we go. We're going to start out in the AFC. The AFC uh, right now in the East, you got Buffalo and New England, both of them 10-6, and six, both of them tied on top of that division. They have both clinched playoff spots. 
Miami sitting there at eight and eight, and the Jets sitting there at four and twelve. Well, both of them are eliminated from playoff contention. My, you know, Miami, you got to give them credit. They won seven straight. They also lost seven straight this season. Uh, they're very up and down. They got a good defense. They really do. Uh, I don't like to say this too soon, but I got to be honest. I think two is going to be a bust. I do. Um, I think Hertz, Hertz and Mac Jones, they'll be fine. Uh, they're also better systems with better, you know, O-lines. But yeah, if they don't get it fixed down there for him, he's going to need the stuff around him. Mm. Now, for the playoff run, Buffalo, your defense has not been what it was last year. Y'all got to turn up. New England's New England. I ain't worried about New England. Because New, New England, yeah, they got Mac Jones. They got a rookie quarterback. That's great. You know what else they have? They have Bill Belichick and Dante Hightower. Sit down. Shut up. Bet against them if you want. Remember last year when Hightower and all that defense opted out and everybody said, oh, look, Brady's winning the Super Bowl and Belichick can't even make the playoffs. I guess we know who was better now, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Belichick just responded. He's back. And he's there. And he said, you know what? Shut up. I'm fine. I got my dogs back now. They're going to hunt. That defense can play, buddy. All right. In the AFC North, Cincinnati has clinched it. Cincinnati clinched the division. Baltimore's in there, 8-8, eight and eight, Pitt 7-7. Seven and seven. Cleveland has been eliminated at 7-8, and eight, uh, even though they play tonight. But, and, and next week, doesn't matter. They can't get in. Um, but Cincinnati has already clinched that division. Cincinnati is a good team. They're not going far in the playoffs. You want to know why? And it, uh, it's not Joe Burrow's fault. They don't have the O-line. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the word is to call Joe Burrow. I I don't like to use the term hero. I reserve hero for, you know, people that serve the country in the military or save, you know, puppies from fires or, you know, (laughs) take a a bullet to save someone else. I I reserve hero. I don't like that word being thrown around too much. Um, But Joe Burrow is a man's man. I don't know exactly what word I should use for it, but he's got balls. How about that? Because he stands in that pocket, and he takes hit after hit after hit. Maybe he's too stupid to get out of the way, but um, I don't I don't know. But look, give him credit because that O-line ain't good. And, it, and when you get to the playoff time, you better have an O-line. You better have the O-line. You better have it healthy and ready to go. Otherwise, sooner or later, it gets exposed. You know who where you saw it last year? In the Super Bowl, Kansas City. So you know what they did in the offseason? They completely revamped their entire O-line. They made it to the Super Bowl, lost, and went no, and changed their entire O-line because they knew. They got there with Smoke and Mirrors and Patrick Mahomes. True, Tyreek Hill helped. Yeah, I'm not giving Travis Kelsey any any credit. He can sit down and shut up. 
you're on Twitter, you know why. Anyway, Cincinnati alum, go away. Tennessee Titans clinch the AFC South. My man Sockenbach is pretty excited about it. I know Butterfield, some of y'all are. 11-5, and five, rolling right along. And, oh, the big news, the good news, Derrick Henry will be back for the playoffs. Not really going to help my fantasy team this year anymore, Derek, but that's fine. That's fine. It's fine. Mm, I didn't have all my eggs in that basket. Yo. Yeah. Well, they're going to be tough. That's going to be a tough out. Tennessee, Nashville, it's going to be rocking. Mm. I like it. I like, ten- I like this Tennessee team. I think that they're built with the weapons that they haven't even used yet. Uh, and I'm looking forward to Derek, Derek getting back out there and doing his thing. I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, Indy, they could still get in the playoffs. They're sitting there at 97. The other two in that division are Houston and Jacksonville. So, I mean, come on. That's a joke. The AFC West. Oh, another team that has clinched the division, those Kansas City Chiefs, because as I said, they revamped the old line, and that is what football is all about. They're good. The Chargers, Las Vegas, you're both sitting there at 9-7. You can still get in. Denver, 7-9. They cannot make the playoffs. They have been eliminated. Kansas City. Their defense is playing. Playing pretty good now. They didn't early in the year. Watch out for them. Watch out for them. That Kansas City team, they're going to be a tough out. Now let's jump over to the NFC and go through this a little quicker. The Dallas Cowboys, after losing last night, mm, terribly, yesterday, they're now 11-5. They have zero wins against a team that has 10 wins in the NFL. None. I'm not saying they haven't beaten good teams. I'm just saying they're not beating the best teams. Uh, my question with them and my question mark for you Cowboys fans is your coach, is McCarthy. Yesterday, Cliff Kingsbury flat out got him. He sent, it was fourth down, everybody assumed it would be a field goal. He sends the field goal defense out there, and Cliff Kingsbury left his offense on the field. Never even acted like they were going to run a kicker out there. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. They, I think they're going for it. Timeout, timeout. Burned a timeout. Early in third quarter, nobody really cared. Nobody really cared about him wasting the timeout. That's head coach's job, managing the game, managing timeouts, all that. What happened at the end of the game? Arizona fumbled. Again. Arizona has fumbled the ball more times than any team in football this year. But Arizona has the fewest turnovers of any team in football this year you know why because they get the lucky bounces the ball bounces back to them but last night they did not that ball was recovered by Dallas and like, oh why did they challenge it you know why because they didn't have a timeout they you gotta have a timeout to challenge well why didn't you have a timeout oh because in the third quarter Cliff Kingsbury left his offense on the field and I wasn't paying attention and I sent my kick defense out there and I had to call a timeout. 
And then at the end of the game, when I got the turnover, where I would have had the ball and a chance to win the game, you know what? I couldn't review it. Because McCarthy, you messed up again. And I questioned him. I questioned him in big games. Is he the weakest link? That defense has played well. I mean, come on, Michael Parsons. That guy's got to be defensive rookie of the year. You know about that offense. Five and three at home, six and two on the road. Mm, we'll see, Dallas. We'll see. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles have clinched a playoff berth as well from that division. Nine and seven, Mr. Jalen Hurts, as calm as can be, even when the stands are literally falling apart and fans are falling on you walking out the tunnel. He was still just as calm as could be if you saw that video. He ain't getting rattled. I love it. Zach Ertz, that team, look, I like Philly. I, I like Philly. I know a lot of Philly fans, uh, Clay obviously, but a lot of others, Fish and Tui and uh, all them that come in here, I love it. And I love that Philly and Dallas are both going to make the playoffs, and I hope they run into each other because I think that's one of the better rivalries in, in the NFL and to be so far apart, you know, I mean, Philadelphia to Dallas, it's not like they're next door to each other, you know. And I love that rivalry. I love it. Washington and New York, you've both been eliminated. Washington 6-10. and 10. Your defense is fighting on the sidelines. Now, when they were, when Ashawn and Deron Payne were uh, fighting on the sideline, that was in Dallas. And Nick Saban was in Dallas. And I was really hoping for a WWE moment of Nick Saban coming out through the tunnel and coming down there and getting in their, in their butt. But uh, that's, just, that's just me. Um, in the NFC North, Green Bay is 13-3. Again. Because Aaron Rodgers came back. We don't like Aaron Rodgers. He's a bad person. We respect Aaron Rodgers' ability to play football well. It's a bad division. Minnesota's seven and nine. The Bears are six and ten. Detroit's two and thirteen and one. Two thirteen and one. It's a bad division with bad teams with terrible front offices. And I'm talking specifically about the Chicago Bears right now. Virginia, let the team go, sell the team. Let somebody else have it. My goodness, you're awful. Anyway, Green Bay, probably making an NFC Championship game. You'll probably lose there because that's what you always do. Mm. Tampa Bay, down in the NFC South. Well, they done clinched that division at 12-4. and four. You know what? 8-8 eight and eight New Orleans, you're still alive. You finally scored a touchdown yesterday. Uh, Kamara, win healthy. This New Orleans team is very good. They still don't have a quarterback. It doesn't matter. You can't win in the playoffs without a good quarterback. Um, your de- the defense is legit. The defense is good. They can play ball. When they're healthy, man, they're one of the best in football. But they ain't going anywhere. Tampa Bay? I ain't going to talk about Antonio Brown and the way he quit because that man's a head case. That man is crazier than a dog in a hubcap factory. Uh, he's insane. 
You know who I do want to give credit to? You know who I want to jump in right here? And for those of you Pittsburgh Steelers fans that have been clamoring to fire your coach, remember that he spent nine years with Antonio Brown and you never heard about any of these problems. He couldn't go anywhere else without these problems going, going nuts. He went to New England where problems don't happen because Brady and Belichick are there and he made it a week. He tried to go to Las Vegas. That didn't work out well at all. Tom Brady has him move into his house trying to help him out, trying to get him back on path. Eat some avocado toast. Eat some avocado ice cream. Eat all the avocados just like Tom Brady. I'm married to the... You know, richest supermodel, highest paid supermodel in the world. Hang out with me. Okay, deal. Hey, Gronk's here. He's drunk in the backyard. All right, sounds like a good time. I'm in. And that didn't keep him together. This man needs to be laying on a couch, paying somebody a lot of money to listen to him. Talk about his problems, because he has some serious mental problems. I don't think he did that yesterday to get Instagram likes. I don't think he did that to, to get you know people talking about him and to be trending on Twitter. I think he did it because he's insane and he has some mental issues, some serious, serious mental issues. The problem is he has so much money, nobody can tell him what to do, right? It's a problem. Anyway, Tampa, they're going to roll on without him. Got Mike Evans back yesterday. You're going to see more of them getting healthy and getting back. Maybe Fournette, Goblin, they need, they miss, they need to place that. But they're going to be fine. Now, Gronk and Brady haven't been on the same page, but here's what Tom Brady has always done so well. They game plan. And he doesn't get the credit that, uh, that Peyton Manning gets for his film study and breakdowns, but their team always has flaws. Every team has flaws. Every team. All right? They are so great at figuring out what they do well and finding the correct matchup against other defenses and doing it while masking their own flaws. They're, he's always been that, – that's what they've done well. Bruce Arians, I love, I, I love Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, you got to remember, is the last man coaching. They coached under Bear Bryant. How do you not love Bruce Arians? You gotta love Bruce Arians. Come on. Now, NFC West, this division, it's a lot of fun. Both the LA Rams and the Arizona Cardinals have clinched the playoff berth. The division is not settled because the Rams are 12 and 4 and the Arizona's 11 and 5. San Francisco sitting there at 9 and 7, still has a shot at making the playoffs. Seattle has been eliminated, 6 and 10. Seattle had a bad season. They were not good. Russell Wilson was not good. They did not let Russ cook. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, had, they had a tough, tough year. Um, Rams, 12-4. Uh, that defense, it's not statistically the best in the NFL right now, but it's one of the best in the NFL and they can carry you. My question there, Matthew Stafford, will you please quit throwing the ball to the wrong team? Yesterday you played Baltimore. Baltimore's defense, has they have the worst pass defense in the NFL. 
Period. Dead last against the pass. You're throwing pick sixes to him. Do two or three picks against him. If you played Matthew Stafford in fantasy, you made the right call because he should have torn them apart. And Baltimore's defense is bad because of all the injuries. Those years happened, Baltimore. You know what? Yeah, your entire secondary is out hurt. That's literally why they went for two in the game. In a game, they went for a two-point conversion at the end of it as they had a chance to win by getting that two-point conversion because they didn't have anybody left in it to play uh, defensive back. They had no D-backs. They were all hurt. Marlon Humphrey and all of them, they're all hurt. That's why they, he's like, we can't stop them. Oh, they can throw all day. We don't have any D-backs left. Yeah, let's go for two and try and win it. I understand that call. I understand why they do it. I get it. It didn't work out, but I get it. And Matthew Stafford, with your defense and with your all the weapons you have and Cooper Cup and all the OBJ, all, all your weapons, stop throwing the ball to the other team. We don't know about Matthew Stafford in the playoffs. He was with Detroit. We don't know. How I, is he an upgrade for Jared Goff? Absolutely. Absolutely. But when the chips are on the table and they're pushed into the middle and we're up against it, will Matthew Stafford be able to handle the moment and do this? And I don't know that he can. And I got to tell you, <clears throat> he played at Georgia. <laughs> it's... Been a minute since they've shown up in the biggest of big games, but I'm just that's a story for another day. Just saying. Mm, Arizona, get Arizona to do something in the playoffs? Yes, but I feel like Arizona's on borrowed time. As the stat I told you earlier, they keep fumbling the ball. They just keep getting lucky bounces, getting back to it. To have fumbled more than any anybody else in football and have the fewest turnovers of anybody in football, that's crazy, crazy luck. And, uh, you know, with that, it's that. So, we'll see. Now, how will it all play out here in the next week? I don't know. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Great question. That is not a question we'll answer today. That is a question we'll answer once the playoff brackets are set. And we will have a show specifically for that. And, and we'll go through all of it. Basketball season is going. Nobody cares about the NBA. We're not talking about that. Uh, but except for the fact that the Bulls are doing well and we like watching that. Um, it's about time. It's about time that your rebuild has, has come to fruition. College hoops, loads of fun on those. It's awesome. You got to talk about, uh, you got to talk about the Crimson Tide and what Nate Oates is doing here and how much fun that team is to watch. Bama fans, this isn't football. Losing one game is okay. When you play at Gonzaga, then Houston here at home, then at Memphis, and you go two and one, and you drop one of the third one of that leg on the road, it's okay. Your season's not over. You're not eliminated from anything. Got to be hot at the right time. This entire season is to prepare to be hot at the right time to get you know, when you're going into the SEC championship and then going into the NCAA tournament. You got to be Kimba Walker hot and roll through and win it. You know what your flaws are. You know what you do well. It's working on it, getting better, and figuring out a system that's best for you and your team. And that's what he's doing. 
we have some young guys, JD and them, with, with a lot of talent. They'll figure it out. But it's going to be fun to watch. Great win against Tennessee. Tennessee was missing two starters, two of their better players. Still, huge win. Because if you end up with the same record, guess what? We win the SEC because we beat you head-to-head. We only play them once. That's a, that's a huge win. Got two more big games coming up this week. Hopefully he can get it done. Just win, baby. Just win. The Plaid Palace has been packed. It's been rocking. It was packed last week for the Tennessee game, even without students being here in town. And that's awesome. I love that. I love seeing it. Like, the student section was filled up. They came back. They were there for that game. I fully feel like they're going to be back by Monday. Now, this week's games, we'll see. But Monday, Monday night, national championship against Georgia, you better believe it. I'm going to jump into T-Town Dart League real quick, real quick. If you go to T-Town Dart League and look at the standings, know that they are not accurate. Here's why. There's a lot of games that have been rescheduled and postponed, some because of Christmas, some because teams had things going on, some because of COVID. True story, that happened. Uh, you can look at our team. I'll use us as, a, as the example. Currently right now, we're sitting in like fifth or sixth place. Yeah. There's only two weeks left of the season, this week and next week, right? Some teams have, oh, somebody has a bye this week. Somebody has a bye next week. Oh, well, what, how can you come back? Not our team. We have five games left. We're playing. <laughs> we have five games left because of reschedules and makeups. We didn't get to play for three straight weeks. Um. That you know what this week tonight it's Monday by the way tonight we're playing the the four time defending champion the Dartman cometh tonight at 5 p.m. tomorrow night regularly scheduled we play Dead Monkeys yeah they're up there near the top of the table I think they're in second right now we play them on Tuesday that's Robert and George and David and those guys and then we come back on Wednesday night and we're playing Bia out of the house dude. We're playing them on Wednesday night. Three matches in three days because we don't care. And if Sam Adams can get his Galette's team in town and get four of them, we'll play you on Thursday. We don't, we'll play every day. Watch that table. It's about to move a lot. You got a couple other games that need to be made up as well. Other teams, uh, Sam Adams' team in particular, they've got three or four makeup games. All have to be done. Uh, here in the next couple of weeks, January 11th, next Tuesday, will be the uh, the end of the regular season, and then the playoffs will start the following week. Whew. Now, singles dart league, it's going too, and those are pretty much on schedule. If, you, if, you, if you're really interested in this and want to see it, and you can go and look at the standings, here's what you can do. This is something I've done for you. You're welcome as, as commissioner. Um, if you go to the schedule, like you click on the schedule, and when you scroll down it, you'll notice that I put the scores of each game, whether it be in singles league or in a team league, I put the score of each match on the, on the schedule after they're completed. If that score is, if there's not a score on that match, it has not been played yet, okay? So like if you look at the singles league East, you're going to see that Drew Rhodes and Tui are both one point ahead of Keon. But when you scroll through the schedule, you'll notice that Keon still has a game in hand. He has a makeup game with Kenny. You know, so you see what I'm saying. So when you're looking at it, there's some things to look at there. They're not all caught up. 
hopefully they will be here in the next week and a half and uh and we'll be good to go but that is my time sorry i ran a little longer than i wanted to today but i missed you guys so much haven't done a show in a minute uh, i want to thank my good friend james green once again for being patient with me i texted him last week i was going to do a show no and then i just didn't have time to do it with bowl games opening it and bowl games starting at you know 10 and 11 a.m every day last week and <laughs> i didn't really i couldn't get here early enough to do a show you know and then be open and so uh, i kind of got pushed back but that's where we're at I will be back later on this week. I will have another show before the national championship game. Believe me, there will be a show out with very bold predictions. I'm going to go through some of the prop bets also. Be ready for it. That is my time. As always, I leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. But when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman. Come see me at Unique. 